Welcome to the Deuce Podcast. I'm Brad. And I'm Jeremy. And this is episode 103. 103. Now, we originally were going to do just animal movies, but Jeremy and I got on the kick and we thought, why not do dog movie sequels? Because we did 102 Dalmatians in our last episode. It's true. Right? We did. So we originally were going to do something else, but we decided... Uh, I don't want to do that. And you were like, I don't want to do that either. And you know what? Sometimes that happens. Yep. Sometimes you just change it's your mind. our prerogative. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just are Bobby Brown <laughs> and it's your prerogative. So, uh, in uh, honor of our dog sequels, we are doing Beethoven Second. Beethoven Second? So we are doing Beethoven Second. Of course, starring the great Grody himself, Charles Grodin. Grody. Grody. I love me some Charles Grodin. I'm, I'm, I love Charles Grodin. I know, I know big, you Big do. fan of his. And uh, Bonnie Hunt are reprising their roles. I'm going to assume those kids are the same kids. Are they the same kids from the first movie? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they are. The, and all the kids. Uh, don't I don't know if it's the same Beethoven dog. I don't uh, know. I would assume so. I, I don't assume know. so. We don't know. We would have to look them up. Huh? Well, it doesn't really say who played Beethoven. Uh, no, it really doesn't, does it? No. Sometimes you get yeah. sometimes you get that where they'll say, "Yeah, Beethoven was played by Cheesecake." Obviously, um, the Beethoven the first one was written by John Hughes. So Beethoven is actually a John Hughes movie if you think about it. Oh, uh, that. Yeah. This movie was produced by Ivan Reichman, not directed by Ivan Reichman, but produced by him. Yeah. Um, and it was directed by Rod Daniel. Now, Rod Daniel, you might know as the director of Teen Wolf. Yes. Yes. Interesting. So there's interesting there for you. So this isn't the first kind of hairy situation that Rod <laughs> Daniel has been <laughs> involved <laughs> in, you would uh, say. Hairy. Ha <laughs> This uh, this movie also was written by Lynn Bloom or Blum, B L U M, like Plum, but Bloom. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, or Plum. Um, and he uh, directed, or I'm sorry, he actually also wrote um, like Meatball Stripes, and so that's where you get the Ivan Reitman. Yeah, I can see And uh, also the Pink Panther remake. Yeah. So there you go. Um, and their information we got about this movie. There's um a little bit of information you said because uh, this movie has, um, you would say a child actor that would later on do a sitcom, in that '70s show. Yeah, the uh, Danny Masterson is hey, in this. But um, I guess I didn't realize that uh, Danny Masterson. So uh, is an he, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes, I realized that one. No, his brother is Christopher Masterson, who played the eldest brother on uh, Malcolm on the Middle. Yeah, yeah, I did not realize that they were brothers. Um, but when you think about it and you look at their faces, you're like, yeah. oh, that totally makes sense. Well, okay, so in this one, uh, Danny Masterson actually had a role. He plays a character named Seth. And uh, so he had a fairly sizable part. It's his first movie. Uh, and it was set to be Christopher Masterson's first movie as well. He was, I don't know, just something with a bit part, but he sure, was in it. Probably. And uh, as the directors were watching the movie in playback, they were like, God, those guys really look pretty similar. Like, they, they have, mm-hmm. you know, similar facial structures and whatever. They're like, I, huh, I guess I never thought about that. And so they, like, approached them and asked them, and they were like, are you guys brothers? And they were like, yeah, is that a problem? Well, yeah, we don't want people to think that you, the characters are related. And so they ended up getting rid of Christopher Masterson because Seth had too many roles or too many lines. And so they got rid of the bit part instead and recast it. Oh, OK. So that's stupid. Yeah, it was very weird. Yeah. This uh, movie came out in 1993. They, they fired Sean Penn, by the oh. way, for the same reason on this movie. They didn't he, fire Sean Penn. He he had a bit part, but they were like, "I'm sorry, we already have Chris Penn. We oh. need to." Yeah. Okay. Because oh yeah, Chris Penn's in it. I was gonna say not Sean Penn, but Chris Penn. Um, like like Jeremy said, Chris Penn is also in this movie. He is the brother of Sean Penn, also the brother of Michael Penn. You might know as uh, the composer of the song "No Myth." What if I was Romeo in black jeans? Oh, what if really? I, that guy. That guy is. 
Sean Penn and and uh, huh. yeah, Sean Penn's other brother. Did not know that. Yep. He learns something new all every there you day. Go. Yeah. Yeah, learn something new every day. 1993, this has a 4.9 rating on IMDb. You can watch this movie on Hulu. 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 Hulu, if you want. You can also watch the first movie on Hulu and Beethoven's third on Hulu if you want to get all crazy and wild. And if you're a Judge Reinhold fan. If you want to watch the fourth, the fifth, uh, his Christmas special... Beethoven rides again or whatever it is, too? and then Beethoven's Treasure Tale. Oh my god, that's way too many. Then you you'll have to find them at your local blockbuster. Mm. Hollywood video. Time machine that one. Hollywood video? No. Captain Videos? No. Mr. Okay. Movies? I don't know. Mr. Movie. Well, sure. <laughs> we are part of the No Phony Podcast Network. It is a podcast network full of misfits and independent creative artists that are bringing some of the best podcasts out there that are, uh, I would say so, that money can't buy because you can't buy money. Indeed. I mean, you can. You can buy like coins that have president's faces on it, but why would you? Yeah, why would you do that? Why would you? Uh, It is uh, No Funny uh, Podcast. What I say? (laughs) I don't know. You, you, you got it. You got it. Uh, I mean, all different types of podcasts. Yes. Yes. You have, um, you know, our podcast. We have comic book other pod- podcasts. <laughs> we have sketch podcasts. Sketch podcasts. Political, podcasts, podcasts, political podcasts, podcasts. Music. True crime. True crime. Uh, game shows. Yeah. We got all sorts of stuff on here. Uh, we have a, a fairly newer one, Brooke Reading Podcast. Sure. Um, which... Is delightful. So, reading and discussing favorite books, mm-hmm. uh, you know, check them out. Mm-hmm. So, I'm trying to remember what they said the the book they're just starting is going to be, but um, but yeah, it sounded very interesting. I love the premise of that. And so, mm-hmm. um, and then of course there's our featured podcast of the month, which is the rant with Herman James and friends. Yes. So check them out. Uh, I love Herman James. Yes. Uh, his podcast. I, I've listened to it quite a few times and I've enjoyed it. Uh, we want to give a shout out to Jay Ray, who is re- recently announced that he is going to be a father. Yes. Yes. So congrats to Jay Ray of Politics for Dummies and just the forefront person. Po- politics of, with Dummies. Politics with Dummies. I know I'm a dummy when it comes to like, <laughs> like titles. I'm not really good at it. Sorry, Jay Ray. Um but uh, and he's also just he's the guy that really um, kind of puts the glue into No Funny Podcast Network. Yeah. So congrats to him and uh, him uh, staying up all night when uh, that baby comes to. Uh, well, he's, the world. he manages us, so he ought to be <laughs> he ought to be used to uh, you know dealing with babies. But uh, back to uh, well, oh, this is a good segment. Speaking of babies, uh, puppies uh, are a big part of Beethoven's second. And we'll get to that in a moment. But first, Jeremy, do we have a plot synopsis for Beethoven's second? I do have one here. Yeah, let's you read ready? that sucker. Yeah. Beethoven is back, and this time he's bringing the kids. It's the further adventures of the Newton family and their lovable lumbering pal Beethoven. In the second symphony of the Beethoven saga, our oh, hero man. meets Missy, the Lady St. Bernard of his dreams. Unfortunately, they are soon separated by Regina, Missy's hateful owner who is using her who is using her as a bargaining chip in an ugly divorce. But love finds a way, and the result is four adorable roly-poly puppies. The prospect of four valuable purebred pups appeals to Regina's greed, but the Newton kids come to the rescue and bring home the cuddly canines. Now, if they can just convince Dad to adopt the huge, messy bundles of joy... Mission accomplished. But Missy is still in Regina's evil clutches. Will Missy, Beethoven, and their puppies ever be reunited? And will Regina finally get what she deserves? Wow. That that's crazy. That was a wonderful like plot synopsis. <laughs> no. Missed a few subplots, but that's fine. We'll talk about those. But that's crazy. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm doesn't need to be every subplot. No, I know that, but you know, I'm just talking about like the kidnapping and the you know the vaguely almost girl getting sexually assaulted. 
Yeah. You know, well, yeah, the there's that. We'll get to that. Yeah, that wasn't really fleshed out very well. No, but we're, we're no. fine. So where to start in this movie? I would say we're going to start from the beginning. And basically, uh, we see the Newton family. And, uh, you know, they're the typical, you know, American family. They've got uh, two daughters and one son. The one son is played by the kid from uh, the dorky kid with glasses from Step by Step. I don't know his name. Yes. Call him Dorky Kid. Uh, Ted Newton. Well, I'm t- oh, no, I'm sorry. Christopher Castile. Yeah. I'm talking about the actor's name. Uh, yes. Yeah, Ted Newton, which is a great name. Ted Newton. Fig Newton. Fig Newton. Christopher Castile. Yes. Uh, so you might know him from Step by Step. And then there's the daughter, the younger daughter, who is uh, Emily, right? Yes. Yes. Emily. And then, yes. And then the older daughter was Rice. Rice. Right. R-Y-C-E. Rice. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. I didn't quite get what they were saying sometimes, but yeah. And these are the original kids from the first movie. Uh, yeah, to my understanding. Yeah, yes. from what I understand. Um, I was just seeing bits and pieces of the first movie. Like Charles Grodin get mad. Like I think he was giving Beethoven a bath or something, maybe in the first movie. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So that's what I've seen, but not a lot. And um, they're kind of going around their business because they're, they're used to Beethoven now. They've. Uh, domesticated him and he, you know he's fine but this is pretty much kind of the first 10 minutes of this movie are through the eyes of Beethoven and Beethoven wanted to get luckier well he's just at first he just wants something to eat uh, yeah, of course and to screw well yeah I mean, he's, he's, he's got all those biological impulses going <laughs> right so uh, everyone goes off to their respected uh, you know Places of employment or education yeah. where they where they go, and uh, Beethoven sneaks out, um, which is uh, I thought that was uh, kind of clever. He just sneaks out through the through a window that he's just kind of has has loose instead of a dog door. Yeah, you know, and uh, he's just kind of rummaging through the park and kind of going. It's all it's all from his point of view. So the yeah. camera and and the credits are kind of rolling too. Um, I I also I like that it's not. Um, because a lot of times you get these movies and the f- he's running amok with the family in the house. Um, or like he when he gets outside, right. he's terrorizing the neighborhood and none of that is happening. No. He's, he's a well-behaved dog. He's part of the family. He's part of the family. Like, you know, it, they're fine. Yeah. And I like that. And I also like that it wasn't this movie wasn't. Oh, well, we um, we've come to love Beethoven. But then Beethoven starts acting up again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm glad, like, we didn't just go that route and then rehash, like, a movie that we had before. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, I kind of was okay with that. You don't really get a lot of exposition from the first movie, and nor do you need it, I would say. I, I agree. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's a lot of, like, you don't have. No. Which is fine. So, uh, Beethoven is out on the prowl, trying to get something to eat first. Yes. And then he sees... What's the other dog? Missy? Missy. Yeah. Who's another St. Bernard who he's like, ooh. Yes. Hey, lady. And she's a, an honestly a very pretty dog. Very pretty dog. Like for a St. Bernard, like sometimes St. Bernards are really jowly and drooly and stuff. Uh, and have those like red eyes. Sure. Uh, she does not. Very pretty dog. Yes. And her owner, because uh, her owner is played by Kevin Dunn, who you might know from Veep and just from any other freaking show. He's yeah. one of those character actors that you're like, that guy. Yeah, exactly. Boom. And he, oddly enough, was not, like, credited in this movie. He wasn't credited in this movie? It's no, they don't even play, he wasn't important. even in the credits. I mean, he's not important, but, like, it's a move the plot along. But he has a, his him. character even has a name. Right. And he's not, like, he's not even in there. I mean, He plays Brillo. That's kind of. Oh, Beethoven was played by Chris. There you go. Chris the Wonder Pop or whatever you want to call him. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> so um, they end up falling in love, but that's when um, his Brillo, I guess his name, that's weird. You know, like the Brillo Pat, like Brillo Pats. B-R-I-L-L-O. That's weird. Yeah. Um, and then I guess he's going through a nasty divorce with Regina. Which seems weird. Like it, I don't know. It almost it just, just seems, seems like. Because it's, it's we, we go into a different movie all of a sudden. Yeah. I'm like, where are we going with this? 
Yeah, this I think that's one of the things this movie suffers from is it's like and I mentioned this to you. It seems like again, it's written very episodically kind like of, yeah. these should be like little it, this would be like a TV show and these are like all the individual episodes. Sure, like it's six or seven episodes. Yeah, that are crammed together cuz it, sometimes it's like what is going on? Yeah. And like you can you feel it like in chunks of the show. Yeah, in fact, you can describe this in chunks. You can say, okay, we're going to talk about this, and then we're going to talk about this, these scenes, and then these scenes. Yeah. And it could be like, like you said, six different movies or six different, like, episodic kind of, uh, you know, like a TV show or whatnot. So, yeah, because, like, at this point, like, we haven't had that much dialogue from our main characters, right? Right. Just a lot of, like, running around, oh, no, we're late. And then we get, like, the bulk of it. Like five minutes into the movie with Regina and her boyfriend and the divorce that's going on and capturing their dog and yeah. the love of like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, Brillo is in the park. And so I'm with, like, what the hell? What? I, in Sartoria, yeah. I go, is it, are these like the, are these the Beethoven movies? <laughs> are, yeah, <laughs> like, like, these, is this what this is like? Is this what yeah. it is? It just follows him? Because that's just Benji, right? Yeah. Like, I'm just like, okay. Well, and, okay, so Brillo is, he has Missy in the park with this big pink yeah. bow on her head. Uh, Missy is played by uh, Deborah uh, Mazar. Missy's the dog. Not Missy. So, well, yeah, okay, sorry. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> I was wondering what that was. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was me dropping the plot. And I do apologize for that. I don't know what that was. I'm talking about Regina. I'm sorry. Regina is played, is played by her. Yes. Re- Regina is played by Debbie Mazar. Okay. And uh, so uh, Missy, she shows up like in the park. Brillo is like, hey, let's get strawberry ice cream. One for me and one for Missy. And then uh, when Beethoven shows up, he's like, well, one more for him, too. That's fine. So he gets ice cream for both of them. Debbie shows her. Uh, Debbie. Debbie Mazar uh, shows up. Regina, Regina. shows up yeah. and is like, give me that dog. The judge said that you owe me so much money, like fifty two thousand dollars. What? So I get the dog and, and gets to stay with me in the apartment until you cough it up. And I'm like, so were you two married? Yeah, don't know the. I don't. Know. I don't feel like they were ever married, but I don't they're know just saying. We don't it. know if they they were. We just know that like the judge has granted her money. Yeah, that he owes her. Well, and then I was so trying to figure out, like through dialogue, was it like a scheme? She married him and then divorced to like get his money, or well, it kind of seems like it because it seems like she's with like Chris, the Chris Penn character, yeah. right? Like yeah, like she's, she's with Floyd. She's with Floyd. So it seems like I don't know if they're just running. Like and they're running a honestly. Scam. Like this is what you're building your plot. Like your plot is anchored on this kind of uh, you know um, to and fro from that. You yeah. know what I mean? And so I'm like, eh, I don't know what's going on. So that's kind of that kind of suffers through the movie. Yeah, it's just like I feel more that she's just holding the dog ransom. It's not like part of the. Because she, then she's like, let's get out of town, you know, and they're going to, like, take off later on. So I'm like, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand. It's like they've kidnapped the dog, but they haven't because the judge and is legally allowed. far away. Yes. Everyone lives within, you know, running dog distance. Well, yeah. From each other. <laughs> well, the, uh, so Beethoven manages to track down where Missy is. Right. And then... Missy escapes with Beethoven. Right. She simply jumps off the uh, off the little porch. Right. Because you don't think about. I'll just put him, I'll just put the dog on the porch. And yeah. Tire, well, she's know. taller than it anyway, so she yeah. just leaps right over. You know, onto the. But you had like a chain. Yeah. Like why didn't you? I'll just put her out there. If well, this if this is like what you're what you're banking your 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 fifty two. You know, thousand dollars on is this yeah. dog? Wouldn't you have it chained up like all the time? I would think so. Yeah, okay. Then just say, uh, but she talks about how she hates dogs. She thinks they're terrible, but she needs to do this to to basically use it for leverage. Um, she hates dogs, yet she's with Sean Penn. 
Or mm-hmm. not, uh, Chris Penn. I mean. Chris Penn. Or Sean Penn. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to tell. Um, so she, so uh, the dog runs away. Missy runs away with Beethoven. And uh, they stay out all night. Oh, it's a love affair. I mean, it's it's like we're watching a romantic movie. Yeah. Two dogs. But you know what, though? Like, it they do sweet. it in a cute way, though. Yeah. No, it wasn't like... It, it, was, it was sweet. It's not like... It wasn't... Sometimes you have these movies it's where it's like gimmicky. ultra goofy. Yeah. But like they're they go to like the drive-in movie and he like finds her popcorn like right. from somebody's from thing or out of the trash or something. Wow, but he's just awesome. But they were they're, they're watching uh, Diner, the Joe Dante classic Diner or not? Diner. No Diner uh, um, matinee. Matinee. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're yeah. fine. Yeah, sorry. But they're watching matinee. That's the Barry Levinson classic. Diner. <laughs> yeah. Wrong. Wrong. Prolific director <laughs> with Kevin Bacon, who was in Footloose with Chris Penn. Six screens. Boop. There you go. All right. That's what I was thinking. I think that's why I got confused. <laughs> was it? Yeah. Oh, it totally was. <laughs> Look, I saved it, didn't I? You did. So now it's their uh, love affair. Yes. And they're going to get it on. So then boom, Beethoven boom, boom. and Missy fuck. And also, like, they are on a romantic date set to the love tones of Dolly Parton and whatever. Like that song. Yeah. That love song. Yeah, Dolly it's Parton. actually. Um, hold on. Uh, I was like, is that? Well, first I thought, is that Dolly? Is that Dolly Parton and Peebo Bryson or like something like that? Like it just sounded like very, like a Disney late eighties, early nineties, which I guess you know. But this is universe. Yeah, pictures. I can't remember who it was. I, I thought well, I was Dolly it Parton, but I can't remember who else it was with that. And that's okay. That's besides the point. So. Um, the uh, obviously she or he gets um, Missy pregnant and Missy has puppies. And yes. um, what I don't understand is like when they take when Beethoven takes her back, they he takes her back to the same like condominium that what's her face is the like the same apartments, same apartments, yeah, but like hides her in the, the storage room. Yeah. How'd you get in that storage room? Well, How? they... I don't understand. Well, yeah, because it's a... It's got like a... You need like a remote or something to get into I it. I know, but... So, does he now have a remote? I... Um, who knows? But part of what... Uh, so, yeah, but... I mean, think about it, though. They're hiding her in plain sight because apparently... Uh, Floyd or whatever his name is has looked everywhere for her and can't find the right. dog, and so this is hey, the key to my fifty-two thousand dollars. Yeah, and uh, what they you know the the they're hiding right there, but of course the dopey you know uh, janitor guy from the uh, apartments right is like, hey, your dog is hiding down there, right? And so he goes to show her. Um, and of course, the the meantime, the uh, the Newton kids find uh, the Newton kids. You know, find they follow Beethoven because Beethoven's been sneaking out. Right? They're like, ooh, well, yeah. They think he has a girlfriend. I think Beethoven has a girlfriend. Yeah. So they go and they go and track him down, and they find out that there are puppies. There's mm-hmm. four puppies, and they're like, oh, oh no! Like he, he said, puppies. You know. And so they're so they cute. They got into that storage unit too. And then they, they see, yeah. And then they see the people like uh, they see uh, Regina and the uh, the janitor come in there. They're like, "Well, where are they?" And so they're trying to keep the dogs quiet when all the puppies. Can I ask how long did you think they were down there for? Uh, well, it said ten weeks. Ten weeks, right? Yeah, ten weeks. You were down there. Uh, during that whole time, ten weeks you're down there. I'm just saying, when they left, uh, when when they eventually leave, right? No poop. <laughs> Everything's like perfect, spot, spotless. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, if, you know if what Beethoven I mean? can sneak in, maybe he's sneaking out with, with the poop. <laughs> Not with he's the sneaking poop. With the poop. Sneaking her out to poop. To poop. I'm just saying, like with four with four puppies. Well, they might. They were really new. Yeah. Because they weren't even old enough to not be nursing yet. Yeah, that's true. So I'm just saying. 
I'm just saying, like, he's sneaking out the poop, a la, like, uh, Shawshank Redemption, when he's like, oh, I gotta sneak out the, the dust from uh, the hole that I'm building in the, in the, you know, my wall, you know, through the courtyard of uh, Shawshank. Oh, here's some dog poop. And I don't know why all of a sudden Jimmy Stewart was in Shawshank Redemption, but, you know, go with it, people. It's the way I work sometimes. So... Dog gestation period of a dog's about sixty three days. Okay, you looked this up. You had to look yeah. it up while I was doing my Jimmy Stewart as in Shawshank. You looked yeah. up, yeah, the dog thing. Yeah, okay, I loved it. You get busy living, or you get busy dying. <laughs> That's so Clyde Blue. So okay, Girl, so shit. So if that was the day that she got pregnant, then the puppies would be around two weeks old. About two weeks. Yeah. Not very long. Yeah, not very long. So they take them home, and they decide that they want to hide them, though, from their parents. because Well, well, okay, so they're at the place. Regina's like, ew, puppies. And so she grabs... Uh, oh yeah, she, she grabs says, Missy because she, she that's says, the only one that she wants. I don't care what you do with those puppies, drown them. Yeah, she goes get oh rid of them, God. and he goes, well, I'd have to pay to take you know for like a animal place to take them. So like, what should I do? And she goes, who said anything about that? She goes, just drown them. To which at which point you looked over to me and went, he said. Corella Deville wasn't that mean. No, and I was like, it's true. It's true. This, she at least wanted to recycle the dogs. Hey, she was going to use, I assume, every part of the poopé. Right. <laughs> she wasn't just going to like just toss them aside. Yeah, she was going to use them for something. This is a this is a real villain. Oh my God, could you imagine the Saint Bernard Parkas? What's that? The Saint Bernard Parkas oh, that Jesus. Corella could get. Jesus, don't give Disney an idea, would you? Okay. So where are we are, they take them home and they're hiding them from their yeah. parents. And so the, the the kids sneak the them kids, out. All the kids know. Yeah, almost so almost get Regina. Uh, no. She so she sees the kids. That's how she knows who they are. But then, well, the, the janitor convinces her to go back because he's like, they're purebred puppies. Why don't you sell them for big money? She's like, I hadn't thought of that. Like, well, oh, money! Yeah, yeah, I like money! It. I like money. I'll do yeah. it. You know me. I like money. Yeah, so... Is it what she says? Is, is what she says, yes. Yeah. Sure. I sold Little Man Tate the same way. She was a Little Man Tate. Anyway. <laughs> she was. <laughs> Thank God. I was waiting for one of us to have a Little Man Tate reference. Not only a Little Man Tate reference, but a Little Man Tate joke where you're actually selling Little Man Tate, like on the black <laughs> market. I mean, that's the, that's the one. That's, that, that's, that's the joke you that's want the on money the podcast. Shot. That is the that's one you want. That's what we deliver for you, folks. That's what we were waiting that's what for. We that's what we need. All right? Yeah. Stick with Dancing with the Stars. Okay. Anyway. So the, the kids take them home. And there's a big montage of them trying to help grow yeah. the, the puppies. They're staying up all night. and, and then, Well, because so, they won't eat because yeah. it's they're, they were too young. They were they haven't really been properly like weaned yet or anything. Can we go back just one second? Yes. Way, way back in the movie at the beginning, um, the younger kid is getting picked. I just need to say this because this is just something that's interesting. The younger kid's getting um, – he's, he's playing baseball, and the kids are picking their team. And he gets picked last. But – uh, one of the captains is played by Brian Krakow. I just had to say that because for Brian Krakow so shows up in this movie for two seconds, and you're like, Brian Krakow? Of my so-called life. Of my so-called life. Anyway, let's go back. All right. What's that so, actor's name? Uh, Devin Gum- Gumble. Oh. Yeah, thank you. There you go. <laughs> that I know that. <laughs> uh, you're welcome, folks. That's the kind of guy. That's the kind of that's the kind that's of kind hard of pod- hitting. That's the kind of podcast that you're gonna get. You're gonna get <laughs> jokes about little man Tate being sold on the black market and Brian Krakow jokes. That's you're welcome. You people. are welcome. So it's a montage of the kids staying up, and then they're having a hard time, like at school, like uh, um, the older the older kids like take. She's taking days off of school without her parents knowing. Well, she forged a note. Right, she forged a note. So she like she they're staying up. Um, and then, um, so there's a montage of that. And then they're like, one of her, one of her teachers says, Hey, what's wrong with rice? Because, uh, she's missing a lot of class. And she's like, what? Well, I'll have to have a talk with her. And so 
she goes in and talks to her and immediately like they're like don't tell the parents pinky swear right yeah and immediately she like cracks you know she tells them right away we're uh beethoven got a girl pregnant we're like uh we're helping raise all four puppies there's four yeah. puppies in the, in the basement and all bonnie hunt by the way that's bonnie hunt we forgot to say yes that's bonnie hunt right yes Underused in this movie. Who, who apparently was a pill during this whole thing. Too. What do you mean? People said she was terrible. Really? During the filming. Really? Yeah. Which seems out of character. That seems really out of character. I like Bonnie Hunt. Anyway, but that's besides the point. Well, there, uh, I read there was two th- two issues with this, too. Like, the cast did not gel as well as they did, like, in the previous one. Because uh, Bonnie Hunt was having whatever kind of issues. Okay. Like, she was not having a good time with this. And so it was kind of, like, weighing on people. Sure. <laughs> and... Uh, Unfortunately, Chris Penn was dealing with some dealing with drug use issues at that himself. time too. Yeah, so that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So, um, <clears throat> so their mom knows, and she, all she says is, "Don't tell your, don't tell your dad." Yeah, right. Yeah, and um, and so then we get uh, a nice scene at the uh, supper table where they're all eating, and all of a sudden you hear all these noises that are coming from the basement. Dog noises. Well, the puppies at first started yeah. barking. Barking, yeah. 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 And uh, again, like, like, how long did you think this charade was going to last, people? Yeah. I mean, there, there are four puppies that are in your basement. Well, they hadn't barked up to now, so <laughs> they're probably okay. Well, and, Go ahead. And I thought this was, it was an okay thing. Like, of course, they're doing the whole, like, making sounds or talking a little louder or trying to cover it up, which is normal, fair. But there was one time that, like, uh, the puppies bark and then Beethoven barks and then goes, like, makes this, like, cute little, like, whimper sound covering it up. And I was, like, adorable. That was, I thought that was cute. I like because, like, Beethoven, in not a cartoonish way, like, he's interacting with the family. Yeah. As just a very straight up, like, dog who's better, smarter than your average dog. But, like dog kind of way for the most part like and i told you we talked about this for the most part it, this movie isn't really cartoonish there are moments which we'll talk about that are but i kind of like that it's not like it restrains itself when it needs to restrain itself except for one fucking moment that pisses me off well yeah for the most but, part um yeah but anyway we'll, we'll talk about that so george goes down the steps finds out that there's four dogs and he goes ah it goes crazy. Yeah. Um, but then, like, right away, just goes, I guess we're going to raise four. Well, no, so. Four dogs. So it turns into a freaking mutiny, though. Because that was his. They were like, it's like, I can't do this. We can't raise all these dogs. We can't whatever. Yeah. And. Uh, oh, yeah. The kids are like, you know, he's like, we have to get rid of them. And they're like, I'm not going to fucking let you. <laughs> like, it was just like, the kids are like, we'll kill you before we let you take you. I will cut you, Charles Grodin. I will kill you in your sleep, Charles Grodin. Like they're like, they're not even talking to the character anymore. They're talking straight to the actor, Charles Grodin. You think the reviews of Clifford were bad? Wait till I get old of you. Oh my God, oh, Clifford. Clifford! I love Clifford. I know you, you do. I know you do. My sister Shelby and I love the movie Clifford. I know. Not but about I, a dog. <laughs> not about Clifford the Big Red Dog. No. Which originally I thought that's what it was, Clifford. I was like, oh, these are the dogs movies with uh, Charles Gordon, right? And then I like, no, that's Beethoven. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. So then I watched it. I was like, oh, okay. Was that why you watched it? Because you thought it was Clifford the Big Red Dog? Yeah. I really, I thought these were the dog movies with Charles Gordon. Huh. But they weren't. Okay. So now we have another montage set to the weirdest needle drop since Princess Diaries 2, I would say, uh, uh, the uh, the one group. God, I can't think of their names right now. The uh, the hippie group from the, from the 90s. Little Miss Can't Be Wrong group. Oh, yeah. What is their names? Oh, my God. The Spin Doctors. Spin Doctors. Yes. Yeah. I've got a pocket full mm-hmm. of kryptonite. kryptonite. Right? And it's a montage of just all, like, the dogs and, uh, and them kind of, uh, and Charles Grodin. You know, they're they're mostly the just dogs. getting messy. Yeah, and getting messy. Whatever. 
Well, and a dog goes on the skateboard. Yeah. And well, they if they name the puppies. Oh, they name the puppies too. Yes. Uh, and so there's like Tchaikovsky. Uh, there's Chubby. Yeah, I remember that. There's that, there's because yeah. he's a big. He's oh. a, he's a chunk. He's he's a big one. Oh, I thought maybe you know he did symphonies too, but okay. <laughs> there was Chubby Mohawk. Yeah, Mohawk. Mohawky or whatever. He named because he has a little Mohawk. Yeah. Chubby named because uh, he crashed in a plane somewhere in Iowa. <laughs> chubby Checker. <laughs> and then Dolly, who had like Chinese little... Chubby Checker, which is the Asian version of Chubby Checker. <laughs> Bringing that joke back yes. for all for all you people. All right, go ahead. Um, but no, so they name all the puppies, and of course, there's you know, there's like a little one little cartoonish moment where it's like the puppy steps on a skateboard, but it doesn't act. It's not like overly cartoony. It's just a little cartoon. It's not overly cartoony, but he does flip, and it's you can tell it's like it's one of those like ah moments that we're yeah. supposed to be ha ha. I mean, this movie's not. Ha ha, funny, funny. It's still a family movie. But it's still a family movie. Yeah, so don't like, I mean, you're going to yeah. get some of that. Right. So uh, is this the scene, is this where they go to, they decide to go to where they get, they, they get that free trip? Yeah, well, they, okay, so again, a subplot that just showed up earlier was that. By the way, um, we're 40 minutes of the movie and we still haven't gotten back. To Regina and you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that plot where I'm like, uh, there was a point in the movie where I was like, are we going to go back to that? Yeah, I was, I couldn't remember. I couldn't even remember. I was like, oh yeah, they're in the movie. Well, okay, so. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so they have a, uh, they are doing a, uh, they have a business where they sell like air fresheners uh, for sports stuff. And so they go to the bank and they're trying to get their business off the ground. Uh, and so, like, they have to retool and do some things, and so it's going to cost a lot of money. So they couldn't take out additional loans on their business, so they gave them the option of uh, doing a, like, a pers- doing personal loans. Uh, and so, essentially, like, if their business failed, they lose their house, too. Uh, and so they end up taking it, because you know they they got to do something. Yeah. So everything is tight. Uh, they're trying to watch their money. They don't really have much. Uh, do you know what you should do when money's tight? Yep. Supply four five dogs with dog food. Because I think that makes sense. Yeah, for Saint Bernard sized dogs. At the time, they could have been like, oh, folks, like kids. I know that you've raised these kids, but or these dogs, but. We got to, you know, they, sell them. They told them. They yeah. said that when they are old enough. Oh. Because they they were still like, Oh, okay. So that's how we lose yet. them in, yeah. in, in three, four, and five? I guess so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Which is a shame because I was going to watch those now. No, it, I wasn't. I wasn't going. <laughs> uh, but no, they... Uh, so they get like a free stay at a yeah, lakefront Because well, he was like, we should do a vacation. And Bonnie Hunt's like, dope. We don't have any money. Yeah. And so he was like, well, he talked to one of his friends who works in Velcro. Jeez, Louise, sorry. Too animated with my hands. Sorry, that was me actually uh, undoing my Velcro for my shoes. That's what that <laughs> sound was. Um, so he, uh, the, the Velcro king or whatever, is like, hey, I have a cabin. The Velcro king? I don't know what he like was. Like the Poke king? Uh, sure. Yeah. But a Velcro. Uh, he said that he's not going to use his cabin for the 4th of July, so why don't you guys use it? Oh, it's the 4th of July? Yeah. I didn't know what... I it, didn't get that. it is, okay. but there's... It's the 4th of July weekend, but we never have a fireworks montage or anything. No. Uh, we never really see any patriotic things. We except just, for the fair. The, the fair is kind of... But, that, but that's not That's really just like, like a summer fair just, thing. Yeah, I figured it was just like a, a fair that happened. Like a festival county fair that happens. Yeah. yeah, like a yeah. county fair. For yeah. harvest. So that's, yeah. Um, so they're in, um, yeah, go ahead. So they're buying so this now, lake. Yeah. So they're, you know, hey, they brought all the puppies there, you know, because they can't leave them at home. So they're they're staying at this lakefront house. And who happens to be kind of in the distance in a different cabin, but Regina herself and Floyd. This is where they ran to. And we Missy. were like, uh, evidently they ran to this place. And we're like, wow, that's a coincidence. Yeah. I forgot they were in this movie. Thanks. 
Thanks, plot. <laughs> you know Thanks what? Thanks for else? just showing up. <laughs> you know what else is a coincidence? Uh, the, the other thing that's a coincidence is that uh, yes. the the boy, the boy that like uh, Rice has a crush on, that has shared her first kiss with yes. earlier in the film. Yeah. Uh, and that he seems to be, you know, on every other girl. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to go see him while he, while I'm here. He just happens to be there, too. Because he's got a cabin up here. With Everyone his has a family. cabin. Yeah. Uh, so <sighs> she goes to see him, too. That's kind of sloppy, right? Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. Well, let's let's just wrap that one up. That uh, well, plot line. Yes. Do you want to wrap that plot line up? Yeah. Let's, let's just give that quick, out of the way. Quick, get through quick that get one. that way. Yep. So she, like one night, they uh, she's she's taking Beethoven for a walk. Yeah. Right. Well, she well she meets uh, earlier. She asks Seth to you know if she if he knows who this Devereaux kid is, you know, can you take me to Seth him? is is uh, what's his face? Danny Masterson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's kind of the cool kid. Like he's Supposed the nice the, kid. He's, he's not like do uh, bad to you, but come on. No, no. Seth is the kid who kind of Seth mar- marches to the beat of his own drum, but yeah. he's a nice kid. Um, so it's a real reach as far as acting goes uh, <laughs> for Danny Masterson. Uh, but she's like, "Will you take me to Taylor Devereaux?" And he kind of looks like Ugh, that kid. And she goes, "Yeah, my my dad and I deliver firewood out to his cabin, so I can take you that way." And so he takes her over there, and he's got three girls like on this like pier. And he's like picking them up and shoving in the water, right. and obviously being real physical with Seems them. Like and awesome. Yeah. And so she gets hurt and then they leave. Yeah. So she starts talking to Seth more. Um, one day she's taking Beethoven for a walk. Yes. This is where it gets really. And like walks up to. gets real. Sees a cabin with a partying uh, and she looks up there and it's Taylor. And he spots her, and he's like, "Hey, come on up!" And so they tie uh, Beethoven. Yeah, it's like, so like they have this like deck. balcony, like deck that's over overlooks the lake, and like the house is like right up to the water. Uh, and so they tie him to like the the arm of the uh, deck, and Taylor's like, "Hey, let's go inside. I'll show you around." And they go inside. Uh, they get up to his room and he locks the door behind them. Right. Meanwhile, some, some of his bros are like throwing beer. Like, look at this dog. And so they're pouring, they're pouring pouring beer. beer. Hey dog, drink it. They're like pouring it down to Beethoven. Beethoven gets it. And at some point they're like, let's just start pouring it on Beethoven. On him. So they're pouring beer after beer on this dog. Like, what a waste of fucking beer. God, tell me about what it. What party are you at? And I don't know anybody who would be like, yeah, cool. Just yeah, dump all cool. the beer. Where, you got some more beer? Let's uh, fuck with this dog some more. Yeah. No, it seems like the stupidest idea. Ever. Yeah. And so... Uh, so back up uh, into the bedroom. Yeah, Rice He locks like, the door on her. Yeah. And he Click. talks... Bad sign. Yeah, she doesn't pay attention, though, because she's looking out over the lake at yeah. like this beautiful view. Uh, and he was just like, hey, uh, I remember that kiss. You know, it was great. And he kind of like talks through it. And he's like, oh, boy, you know, you're going to really love what what happens next. Sorry. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> We're having so much technical difficulties. I know. Uh, I just dropped the plot again. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I know you were so shocked that it, I was. I was shocked. Um that that this wasn't Danny yeah. himself. <laughs> he was like, hey, wait a minute, does that actually work? The uh No, so uh I got this move from when I was in Beethoven. Oh, second. No. And so the guy's like, You're gonna love this, and she's like, What? And so she realizes what's going on. Yeah, like he's gonna she goes to her. leave. And he's like, nope, I got the key. Got Apparently, the key. he's Meanwhile, got a key like, to lock Beethoven's like getting frustrated because he's yes. like, you know, uh, so he's pulling and he rips uh, the, 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 support the, beam. the support beam out to where the whole, not only the deck comes out, yeah, but the whole side of where he's at, like the one kid's at, just rips the whole wall out. Yeah, because it's above the deck. And he just falls into the water below. 
Well, and I'm like, what? And we were like, it what goes, the hell? <laughs> well, the deck, the deck is falling, and people are like, ah, like falling right. into the water because and rolling off the deck and falling. You just kill these people, and then, and then, but yeah, the wall f- like flies open, and he's just like, and he ah! goes, he goes, ah! and you get a shot of him like being like sucked out the wall. <laughs> It's the weirdest thing. We were like, oh my God. It was so crazy. And he goes can flying I, into the lake. Can I say, even though there's no point for this scene, like it doesn't move the plot along, there's yeah. nothing to it, at least it didn't get like public service announcement y. Yeah. Like she wasn't all like, she said, I don't drink beer. Like it wasn't like mm, I don't know, I'm telling you, hey, you shouldn't yeah. drink beer. Like she didn't like um, scold or like, you know, um, uh, you know, tell them how bad they are for drinking beer. Yeah, she just wanted to leave. Yeah, you know. Well, and it, kind of same with with up upstairs. Like it never turned where it was like preachy. Yeah, itself. Yeah. But it also turned on like yeah, these are things that you shouldn't do, kids. Yeah, you know, because bad stuff's gonna happen to you. Yeah. Um. So I kind of appreciated that, even though it didn't really go with the plot. Yeah, it didn't really go on the plot. Again, it was very episodic. Yeah, like it, it was. It was. It was filler. Yeah. I mean? Yeah. I felt mean, like this was like episode four of six. Because now we're gonna go to a scene where uh, we're we're going to the the fair, the county fair. Like, yeah. Like what we talked about, and uh, it's just a nice day from the family, and uh, who, who happens to show up to the fair? Um, but uh, Bryce, or not Bryce, Bryce is her name. Regina. Regina and uh, we can't Floyd. Think of Regina. Regina and Floyd also show up to this well, with their dog. They right? said they're they're meeting someone there, but they but don't we, say who. I know, like, she said that. Did the, we ever see that person? No. She said that Brillo was going to get her the check, so I assume that's oh, who it was supposed to be, be, but be Brillo? they never specifically say. Yeah. But wouldn't we then have seen him at the fair if that was what was going to yeah, happen? I mean, like, we would have, unless something I, got cut. I, yeah, I don't know. What no is sense. happening? So now, again, it's a totally different movie. I don't know what's going on. So um, there's a scene where there's, uh, again, the, the, the son, he, he has a crush on this one girl. Who we'll basically, call, we'll she call treated her, him like we'll shit. We'll call her braces. Anyway. Yeah. We'll um, call her she has braces. What? We'll call her. Uh, we'll call her George Glass. <laughs> George Glass. George Glass. Yes, we will. And um, so some some bully kid is like, "I'm gonna take your tickets." And uh, he goes, "Hey, uh, I want to see a trick so that my dog does sit, Beethoven." Oh, hey, that's a great I job. thought I thought this was kind of cool. I thought it was too, because because saying, it's hey. this nerdy kid who's yeah. just like has this kind of like creepy badass yeah. moment yeah it, it, again doesn't move the plot on but I actually kind of liked it um, and then he says watch this and he says speak Beethoven and he does and he's like I got one more for you." and what does he say Jeremy <laughs> bite him in the wiener bite this guy in the wiener yeah Beethoven bite this guy in the wiener okay so he like and Beethoven like growls lunges at him and he drops the tickets and yeah and he runs so then, um, um, they don't steal the dogs yet. I think they, they do a hamburger. No, they do a hamburger thing. Yeah. That hamburger. Yeah, another. So, uh, so and then the girl is like, oh, hi. She call, I think she keeps calling him Tim, and he's like, my name is Ted. Yeah. And she's like, sure thing. And uh, so then they cut to uh, Charles Grodin eating nachos, uh, which I will always remember. He's just eating them and being like, oh, well, my God. Eating, no. eating like fair, fair. Food. Yeah. And they're like, hey, we got something for you to do, Dad. We yeah. signed you up for this contest. All you have to do is sit. All you have to do is sit. He's like, what is that? What? And so, and then we go to a scene that is reminiscent of Stand By Me with the pie eating contest. Yes. In a fair where uh, it's like the burger brawl or something. Yeah. It's like the, it's like the pet so and the owner pet and, pet. and the owner, there's three contestants and three dogs so it's like uh, uh, these these actually people are like character actors too I just can't think of yeah. them right now so Mari Chaikin is one yeah. of them yes correct uh, and who, then there's uh, I can't remember who the other one is yeah well Mari, so, Mari Chaikin who was in uh, uh, Dance with Wolves he was a crazy commander yeah, 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 he, he's yeah. always in things like that did you say Dance Commander 
No. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that was an Electric Six reference. I'm sorry. Yep, he's the dance commander. He's a dance commander. Um, sorry, I don't know why. That. <laughs> I mean, that is what he played. Uh huh. Mm. Should have been a great. That was should have been a Neil drop, but we were too soon for that one. Um, <laughs> so the, basically, they have to eat the most burgers by the you know two minutes or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. So someone, I want a chicken. Come on, eat it because uh, Grody doesn't want to eat it because he's eaten so many so much food to begin yeah. with. So, so, so kids start talking shit to him, yeah. which is Charles Grodin's one weakness. That is like, you know, super Superman has kryptonite. Grodin has kids that talk shit to him. Yeah. Ah. I mean, the, the kids talk shit to him and they got to keep the puppies. Oh. Yes. Uh, Clifford that's happened. What that's what happened in Midnight Run, I swear. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. So, um, so they end up winning the contest and he has a little blue ribbon that Beethoven. Congratulations, Beethoven! Like, it's always like, congratulations, Beethoven. Like, wait a minute, George is the human. Well, yeah. But hey, I guess Beethoven nope, Nobody's won. here to see him. Yeah, no one, no one cares about Grody. Nobody, oh, nobody cares about Grody. It's kind of like when they did 60 Minutes 2, when they did that on Wednesdays, and Charles Grodin played the Andy Rooney. He, they they tapped him to be the Andy Rooney. What, really? Yeah, at the end of, uh, yeah, anyway, go ahead. I digress. What? So he would do like Andy Rooney segments. Yeah. So they would they would have Charles Grodin on sixty minutes two, which was like on Wednesdays instead of Sundays. So you know how Andy Rooney would always do the you ever notice those yeah. segments? They had Charles Grodin doing that. So on that sixty minutes. So Andy Rooney couldn't be bothered to do two of them a week? No, he's Andy Rooney. He can only do one. He can only bitch about coffee. I was gonna say, you cannot possibly have gone through and bitched about the price of vegetables and had that be your whole fucking week's reporting. <laughs> grody. It's Grody, man. I, I once watched an episode where he, where he, Andy Rooney, seriously walked from bin to bin at a farmer's market and individually bitched about each vegetable's yeah. price. Anyway, back to the movie, Jeremy. <sighs> So the pu- the puppies, uh, uh, Regina steals the puppies from the kids. Yeah. Right? And yo, you can't take them. There are puppies. And uh, Ford says, goes and gets the dog, but the dog's missing because uh, Beethoven saved yeah. the dog. So they go running off. Uh, the dogs escape and they go running off. Well, into yeah, Regina's like, I have a bad feeling. Yeah. Go check on Missy because she sees the yeah. kids. She takes the puppies. When he gets back, yeah. they're gone. So they use the puppies yeah. to track them down sure. like they're some sort of bloodhounds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and of course, there's a few hijinks as they go, like you know they break through a bridge or roll down right. a hill. Yeah, but nothing like too over the top. Not not really. But then when they fall through the bridge and then they like you get knocked down into you know um, when the, the whole family's there and they get knocked over into the into the yeah that was weird. I was like, did Beethoven and the family just kill them? They should have. Yeah, they should. Well, okay. So, uh, they had they managed to track down Beethoven and and the puppies and Missy, and they're like, let's go get them. And so they're moving in there, and like the the dog is like, okay, I'm going to defend myself. Uh, but then uh, the Newton family shows up, and they're just like, hey, put down, you know, put down the puppies. Don't you hurt those dogs. Yeah. And so they kind of have this little, you know, fight. Uh, Floyd has a stick that he's using that he was going to hit Beethoven with. Uh, He's been using it to hold George at bay uh, because he's been threatening to throw a puppy off the ledge. Well, uh, the puppy, he puts the puppy down so he can hit George. Beethoven jumps and grabs a hold of the stick and like, hits him in the crotch with it so then Floyd who's standing on this edge still is like whoa and grabs Regina and they both go over the edge and we're like oh they're gonna fall into the river fall into the river nope nope they fall into like a little pool of mud it can't be more than a couple feet deep but then that breaks yeah and We'll, we'll get help and then it breaks and then they go sweeping away into the river yeah well, at first never I to thought, be heard from again. At first, they thought, killed the family. Killed them. <laughs> at first, I thought because they were like, um, you know, 
they were like, oh, you, you keep those dogs away from me, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, we'll help you. Like, I thought it was going to be like a, where they all of a sudden are just like, wow, you know, you helped us and you didn't need to, you know, oh, thank you. And they kind of turn over a new leaf. Nope. The, this little bridge or these like sticks break away and they get yeah. swept off into the river. Weird. But they would have they would have died from landing in that two foot two foot pool of mud. Whatever. Whatever. But obviously they lived because Brillo. Yeah, obviously they did because it's five months later. Yeah, right. Did they say five or six months or something like that? Yeah. Grody has a dream. Yeah, he has a dream that there's tons of puppies everywhere. A hundred and two Saint Bernards. That should be in the sequel. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But apparently it, we learned through his dream. And I don't know if he was dreaming it or if it really was true. Did the business really took off? Yeah. I didn't get that. I didn't understand that. There's a lot that doesn't get really that answered. I don't know if we need it answered. But when you're invested in the movie, it's kind of nice to get those. Well, I think I think them saying that was supposed to be yeah, a maybe. Hey, we're we've done okay. We're doorbell rings. Um, it's uh, it's the owner of Missy, the the guy, Yellow, yeah. and he says, "Hey, I just want you to know everything's copacetic with, uh, and I got the dog back." Yeah, and there's a, she wants to see the puppies, and she says, "Puppies!" And all the puppies come running down the steps in yeah. slow motion. They're holding the the, the paintings. Yeah, because everything's rumbling. Because those dogs are big. Yes. And then, you know, the end. The end of the movie. You've been douched. 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 Well, Jamie, let's do our five questions. Yes. Shall we? I think we should. Jamie, what was your favorite part of this movie? Oh, my favorite part. Um, um, I kind of like... uh, Oh, I don't know. Like, it's kind of tough. I like the, I like the, um, I kind of like seeing Beethoven on his own. Yes. Or like when Beethoven was with Missy and they were going around. Yes. It was kind of a cute montage, but not like, again, not overly cartoony, but not like boring. Like it was just interesting. Um, you can, you got to convey a lot of information with like, how they were reacting with one another um, without necessarily having to like have them be talking or be like, I'm a servant dog, you know, or like whatever yeah. stupidness. It it was just very, I think they do a good job of portraying the dog as still being a dog, even though he's doing things that most dogs probably wouldn't yes. do. I, they portrayed it in, in, I think in a kind of, Okay way. Yeah, uh, I would say that too. My yeah. favorite is the fact that this is a family uh, movie that you're not ashamed to watch as a yeah. family. That you can actually get around and you don't... Like, so many of these family movies, especially the sequels, you kind of are like, ugh, this is kind of cartoonish and like kind of yeah. really, really bad. I don't think this is really bad. I think it suffers from plot elements. Uh, yeah. That could have been fixed or or whatnot, but yeah. uh, I agree with you. Well, I think it's got a little something for everyone. It does. A little something, something. What's our something. second question, Jeremy? Uh, would you reboot, continue, or cancel? This is interesting. Obviously, like you said, they wanted to make five movies of this because so it could be Beethoven's Fifth. And I was like, is there a Beethoven's Fifth? And we looked, and there's a Beethoven's Fifth and a Beethoven's Christmas special and a Beethoven's blah, blah, blah. Can I say, cancel this, and this is what I want you to put in its place. I want a reboot of a live-action Dennis the Menace as grody as Mr. Wilson. That's all I want. Mm. Boom. So basically take the elements of this. Yes. And instead of the dog, it's Dennis the Menace. It's Dennis the Menace, and I want grody to be Mr. Wilson. He's like 85 now, though. But he could play Mr. Wilson. Yeah, I'm sure he could. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with that. Okay. Um, I would say... But cancels my episode. My, my <laughs> yes. Uh, I would say reboot as a post-apocalyptic... No, I'm just... Uh, I would say I cancel, honestly, yeah. because like there's a point of diminishing returns Based on, on this. Based on this movie, yeah. Like, I would... Yeah. Um, but every actually, subsequent thing actually gets... Actually, keep going. Instead, put Judge Reinhold in it. Wait, 
Well, what's the? Is it the fifth one with ghosts in it? (laughs) Right. There are ghosts ghosts, and a treasure hunt. hunt. Like obviously, there's a real stretching with this. Yeah, that's why I'm like this this. movie alone. Like it suffered from plot because basically, I don't think you needed a second Beethoven. Probably not. No. But this was palatable. I just don't think it's going to go much further than that. Yeah. Third question. Uh, does this stand on its own? I actually think it does. We talked about it. And, and I think the lack of exposition mm-hmm. actually helps the fact that this movie doesn't need to rely on the first movie. We just, if you're watching, this is your first Beethoven movie. You just are like, this is their dog. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's really no explanation. You don't need an explanation for someone to have a dog. They just own a dog. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I, I think that this movie does stand on its own. I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. I think it's that this. rare occasion where it's like it, it might have suffered from the fact of, of the plot, making the plot better. The fact that we don't get anything, but really it's a Beethoven movie. Do we really need to have exposition? Yeah. And, it, and we don't get we don't get a lot of like, oh, no, not this again from right. Charles Grodin. Like, uh, no, because he loves Beethoven. Yeah. As which is great. Movie. Yeah. He's just like he's like, hey, buddy, come here. You know, and, and his loves on the dog and everything like right. and I and I appreciate that instead yes. of like rehashing the same thing which I think that they try to then recapture in the other director movie Judge Reinhold shit that whatever yeah right yeah uh, would you watch the first one based on this movie alone I kind of would watch the first one yeah I, I actually enjoyed um, I really thought like I want to get more of the family because there was there was times where like it got lost with the, the subplot or the weird plots with the daughter and everything that I wanted more of just the family connection. Yeah. And um, I could see if like, you know, the cast was, was not getting along that maybe that's why they had to do some rewrites or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I actually would watch the first movie based on this movie. Yeah. I, yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Like I was young when Give I saw it. Give me a Grody. I like Grody, but I like when Grody shows up in um, So I Married an Axe Murder. Like he just has a cameo and you're like, Charles Grodin? Yeah. Yeah. I like when Charles Grodin shows up and stuff. Yeah. Um, sum up your experience in two words. Go ahead. Um, I would say bow wow what like it just no i just i think it's i was surprised uh how much i enjoyed this film wow i'm surprised uh mine's the opposite mine's actually doggone because i i'm surprised i I liked it for what it was we didn't need this movie and so i think i think this was a cash grab and I don't even think it was a cash grab. I think it just was like, we did. They wanted to make another one, and I really think, like you said, we want to make at least five of them to yeah. get to Beethoven's fifth. You know, that's what they're aiming for. <laughs> if you're, if you're naming them Beethoven's yeah. second, third, yeah. fourth, I mean, so like you like, know, you're aiming for fifth. Perhaps we didn't need this. Perhaps I would have liked a movie even better if well, let's just follow Missy and the dog around for a day. A day in the life of those two. I don't know why, but I yeah. kind of enjoyed that a little bit. You know? Yeah. And kind of like, you know, where they're in the park and like we meet all these different people in the park and maybe we could have had cameos of like people. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think I would have liked that better, but that's just me. But instead, we got kind of a convoluted uh, plot that just did not, it did not mix well. And then when it did collide, we were like, what the hell is going on? And then they just killed them. <laughs> so yeah. that concludes this episode but where can people find us we're going to leave uh, it on that note on them killing people in Beethoven's <laughs> second if you'd learn to more, like to learn more about the deaths of if these characters like to learn more about about having a dog at St. Bernard that kills people named yes. Beethoven there you go no, you, can, uh, you can find us at thedeucepodcast.podbean.com uh, google play itunes stitcher Really, any place that you can, uh, like, well, most places you can, you know, catch any kind of podcast. Yeah. Um, uh, you can also find us at thenophonynetwork.com, uh, along with all of our podcast network mates. You can find us on 
Facebook in our Facebook group. Please join, uh, send a request, and we will approve that. Uh, and then you can also find us uh, on Twitter at Deuce Podcast. So uh, look for those social media platforms. Uh, we're going to send um, an invite um, for a survey to see because we're going to do a listener's choice here in a few yes. weeks. So look for that um, and vote which movie that you want to hear us review. That would be coming up in a, in a few weeks. And But uh, next week we're going to do another dog movie. But until then, folks, remember the sequel is king.